0: Welcome to another episode of the Pow Wow. I'm Justine Turley here with Eugene Robinson. How are you doing today? I'm
1: doing better. How are you doing, Justine? I'm
0: doing well. We've had a couple days to recover, so that's always good. It's Veterans Day, so I wanted to shout out to all the veterans who make watching football possible, even if it's not the outcome we want. But special shout out to my two grandfathers who both served and my uncle. So thank you guys, and thanks to everyone else who's needs to protect our country
1: absolutely i, I totally agree with that our veterans are one of our most precious resources and they protect our country um so well and and we get to enjoy a lot of freedoms and gather here whether we're at a stadium whether we're at a concert we get together with freedom and 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 what a, a nice a, a nice luxury we have but it's built on about the sacrifice of a lot of people and so we salute all those veterans and we thank you too so i agree with you and thank you to your dad and your uncle and your grandfather
0: so, the Panthers, unfortunately, like I said, we didn't get the outcome we wanted. They had suffered a loss 52 to 21 to the Steelers in Steelers Pittsburgh. Kind of like Cam said, we just got whooped, man. Oh,
1: yes. It, it was a whooping of more of epic proportions because once you got behind the eight ball, you couldn't, there was nothing you could do to catch up. And the more you tried, the, the worse it got. And if we, if, you know, every football player, has experienced that at some form of fashion, whether in high school, college, or pros. You've all experienced that, that no matter what you do, it's not enough. And that game was based on that, that it wasn't enough. And let me just say this, is that, this is not the DNA of that team, um, the Carolina Panthers, that they just get blown out. So what you do is, you correct the things on the film, and you throw it away immediately, and you move on quickly.
0: It felt like a Murphy's Law in all three phases of the game. Whatever could go wrong, did go wrong. We had a quick start. That first drive, we looked amazing. We held the ball for a while. We made some good plays. We scored a touchdown. But then they had a quicker start. Immediately, their first play was a touchdown. They scored two touchdowns in 13 seconds. And from that moment on, it just kind of felt like we'd been deflated. Like I said, Murphy's Law it was just going to continue to go downhill.
1: Yeah, it was that. And if I, we were playing actually cover three, and James Bradbury has deep third. And a really good pump fake by uh, Ben Roethlisberger to the flat that brought James Bradbury and Captain Mullen in the thick of the ball was going to the flat. But then you have uh Juju Schuster sneaking out and running a a squiggly looking goal route and now he's by himself and now Eric Reed has the daunting task that catch this dude while he's in mid stride running faster than fast for a test That was the start, the very first play. Did we come back and there was now uh Cam Newton was about to get sacked, and he throws an interception. And I think it was Williams catches the ball and scores a touchdown. And you're like, how did they get 14 points in the last? It was only like 11 seconds that transpired. But those are the things that like are anomalies. Those are not like things that you do. As a matter of fact, Cam Newton came back and played extremely well from that initial uh, uh, interception for a touchdown. His quarterback rating was above
0: 100. So we don't want to dwell too long no, on how we did poorly. We did let up five sacks, but like you said, the more we tried to do things right, the less things worked out for us. And like you said, there were some positives. Other than Cam's QBR rating, what else did you see that was positive in this game that we can still kind of draw upon?
1: I thought that James Bradbury, after that one play, I thought he played pretty well, but it gets kind of lost in translation. Um, I thought also that we had some pressures on Ben Roethlisberger, but he made it play. But we had some things that we did well, pressuring them. And I thought that one of the biggest things that we didn't do well, but we learned from, is how the blitz can come from anywhere, and how you can create a mismatch based on a blitz that pits somebody like um, uh, Christian McCaffrey against a 300-pounder. And typically, you want to block it on the outside, but he got caught blocking on the inside. So now, after now seeing that and how you call the protection, that gets corrected so that we don't leave that mismatch um, or any team other to try to turn a mismatch like that because he's physically out, just outweighed by a man who was 300 pounds, he only 200 pounds, that's a big man hitting him.
0: As a former player, are you? would you watch any film from this game or do you just kind of count this game as an uncharacteristic outlier, just completely throw it out like you said because it's not in our DNA the way we played?
1: Um, there's two schools of thought. Um, one is that you, you picked some of the plays that you need to evaluate and see what you did wrong. So I'm a proponent of that, but by and large, I'm not watching this entire game, no. I don't need to see Antonio Brown or, or Juju Smith, just uh, to see what they did to me to know, oh, I need to correct something. So this is not the DNA of this team. So I would, I go back to what Mike Holmgren did. We got lost back when I was playing for the Packers. And we lost to the Indianapolis Colts. We never even watched the film. We threw it out. We went on to the next game. I'm 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 in that camp. Just move on. You know, next game, get your mind right because that's not who you are.
0: It affects the fans, but games like this happen. Like the Patriots just got beaten by the the Titans. Oh, my goodness. Pretty handily. Yes, they did. And no one's saying that the Patriots are a bad team. So the fans need to know. We'll bounce back. Things like this happen. It's the nature of the NFL. That's the NFL.
1: And look at the parity in the National Football League. Any team at any given time – could be one. No one would think that the Cleveland Browns would play the Pittsburgh Steelers to a tie. Nobody thinks that, or the Cleveland Browns would come back and beat the Atlanta Falcons. It doesn't. It doesn't compute. But any team can go ahead and beat anybody at any given time. So. You, you got to stick to what you do. Be consistent. Make sure you minimize your mistakes. Make sure that you are cohesive, offense, defense, special teams, and those things that we talked about previous couple of weeks are still true. They still hold true. So just because they had a bad game, doesn't mean that that's all race and untrue. As a matter of fact, we got one of the best records in the NFC, six and
0: three. Yeah, people need to understand we're still in the NFL hunt. We're second oh, in our division man. at six and three. It's not a bad place to be.
1: No, not at all. So you got some people kind of running away with it a little bit. Uh, The Saints are trying to get ahead of us, and that showdown is going to be important. But moving forward, it is incumbent upon the Carolina Panthers to win out here in November. you got Detroit and Seattle that's coming to town. you got to win those games.
0: In other news, the Panthers released C.J. Anderson today, and we picked up Traveris Cadet, a seventh year. He's been around the league. He's played with the Saints, the Pats, the 49ers, the Jets, and the Bills. What do you think he's going to bring to this team in his one-year contract?
1: Okay, uh, one thing that he does, he mirrors exactly what Fozzie Whitaker was able to do for us and what uh, Christian McCaffrey does for us right now. Um, He has 118 receptions for 959 yards. Now, that's impressive because how do we use Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey is used so much out the backfield. One of the things that C.J. Anderson, I thought that really hampered him, is early in the season when we lost to – I forget who we lost to. They threw him with a pass out the backfield, hit his hands, interception, didn't catch the ball. Another one that he dropped. Now, even though he's an accomplished runner, he's not the most seasoned uh, pass catcher out the backfield. Cadet, oh, he can catch a rock out the backfield. And now he brings in that – what what Fozzie Whitaker brings you and the same thing that Christian McCaffrey brings you. And if you want to go ahead and do what C.J. Edison was doing – all you have to do is use Cameron Art's paint, And so from that step, he becomes expendable um, and it becomes a business decision, not a personal decision, but a business decision, how to move forward and go. And don't forget, he also returns kickoffs. He has a 24.9 return kickoff average. Right now, DJ Moore has 22 and uh, and, and
0: Samuel has 21, 20.9. So
1: when we're looking at optically, we're like, hey, This guy, Cadet, can put this type of work in and give you what we get at the backfield with McCaffrey. It makes sense to go ahead and move in that direction.
0: It'll be interesting to see what Cadet and North Turner do to diversify this run game with this Panthers team. And like we said earlier, you win some, you lose some. And although this was a really tough loss for us, the Panthers understand that. And we're gonna hear from Coach and QB1 after this break. (laughs) We're back on the Powell. We just finished talking about the Steelers and some of the negatives, but there were still some positives. Now let's hear from Coach Ron Rivera and his thoughts on the game from Thursday.
1: Just that we bounce back. I mean, we're going to take a look at everything and see what happened. I mean, but the truth of the matter is, you know, it's one football game. I mean, we're, we're, we're six and three right now. And so we've got, uh, you know, seven more games to find out. And next week we, get, we start getting ready for Detroit, and that's what I'm going to look at. I mean, at the end of the day, guys, it happens. And I'm going to put it just like that, okay? Let's just be honest about it it
0: happens. We've proven that we're better than the way we played. Like Ron said, we've had a lot of positives. What is coach, like what is his main focus going to be this week to turn things around coming up against Detroit?
1: I think it goes back to what you asked me the question. I think he's going to throw out the film. I think he's going to say, hey, let's put this one behind us. We're not going to even dwell on it that because that's not the DNA of this team. And if you really look at what we saw in that game, there were some really bright spots. Cam Newton, uh, Mr. Christian McCaffrey, defensively, the pressure they were able to put on Roethlisberger to move him off this spot, also to um to corral a dynamite running back and Connor. There was some really good stuff that they we were able to go ahead and do. So, I think moving forward, I totally agree, coach. Forget about it, let's go on, get ready for uh Matthew Stafford, who is a beast, throwing that rock.
0: We'll talk a little more about him, Cam, entering this game. He was coming off confident. These Panthers were coming off a three-game win streak. They had the confidence walking in, but they were knocked down a few pegs by this loss. Cam kind of echoed that in his Thursday press conference. So let's hear what he had to say.
1: Well, I tell you what, it, it, it uh, sure enough was a humbling piece of pie. But not only that, it was a it was a learning experience for a lot of guys. You know, if we expect to be as good as we expect us to be. We have to find ways to win games like this in a hostile environment.
0: Other players also talked about how tough this league can be. Greg Olson has mentioned that every week can be a hum- humbling experience. Does this game give the Panthers extra motivation to continue after they were having such a good high? Well,
1: absolutely, because y- you need some sobering judgment because sometimes you can think that you're better than what you are. And you have to always remember that this is game is always predicated upon work, work, work. Execution, execution. Dot the eyes, cross the teeth, leave no stone unturned, no play. Every play is important. And then you have to make sure that you know your craft. It demands your full attention every single moment. You just can't go in and say, take a last and go, okay, I get to chill. Football demands I need I need uh, attention to the highest degree. That's what it demands. And there was some of that lacking, and then we had some Guys trying to make plays and and go beyond what they were able to go ahead and do. And because of that, now you're just messing up. You're just messing up all over the place. Get it out the way. Get it out your system. Let's move on. And that's where this team is at. That's why it's humbling because you don't expect a team to beat the pants off you like, like Pittsburgh did. And don't forget, you're in the stadium they're doing that don't have – Dang, terrible, terrible towels. towels. you seeing all that stuff going on, Justin? you got all that activity going on. And you look up in the stand and you look up in the scoreboard and it's not changing. And every time it flips, it flips in their favor. So when you look at it, it is humbling because there's nowhere to run. There's nowhere to hide. People are going to tweet and Facebook and all the social media are going to go crazy about what's wrong with the Panthers and that. The fact that Cam Newton said, I am humbled, speaks a lot. Because he actually had a pretty good game. But he was humbled because he realized that he having a good game doesn't mean that you're going to win. It means that everybody has to have a good game. And I think he was humbled by that, and I think that's rightfully really so. And good for him because that shows real leadership.
0: I think this loss is going to put a chip on the Panthers' shoulder and have them – Kind of, we have something to prove. We gotta, we gotta fight back. And I always think a chip on your shoulder kind of gives you an extra edge.
1: It does, and I think they had to chip on the shoulder even in that game because don't forget there was no quitting that Pittsburgh game. And out of, remember, do you remember when Connor went out of the game? He went under the blue tent first, and then he went into the what's name? Well, I remember he got hit by um, Thomas Davis, extremely hard, running to his left. Thomas Davis came up and just rocked him, and. Luke Kuechly ended up finishing off the tackle, but then he ended up goes in the blue uh, tent. Well, that shows me the resolve of a Thomas Davis, a Luke Kuechly, when this guy's running really well, to get to the point of attack and put something on this guy. Well, you could easily, oh, it don't matter. Oh, you know what, one more yard doesn't matter. But it mattered. And I think he went out of the game. He might have been concussed on that. But it just shows how relentless – and regardless what the score looks like, what it smells like, what it tastes like, what it sounds like, these guys are going to play extremely hard.
0: We're going to keep pounding. You like, know that's Like right. we like to say. I think we've relived the sadness of this loss. Yes. Enough. So Enough. When, we, when we get back, we're going to move on to some more fun topics. Flag on the play up next on the powwow. <laughs> Thanks for sticking with us on the powwow. I'm Justine Turley here with Eugene Robinson, and it's time for our favorite segment, Flag on the Play. Flag on the
1: Play. All right. Okay. We I got go. some
0: good ones for you today. I'm excited. So, OBJ said, we can win nine straight and make it to the playoffs. What are your thoughts on that? Flag on the play? Do you think it's delusional? I mean, anything can happen. They're playing tonight. We'll have to see.
1: Flag on the play. I think they got too many problems. I I think they got too many problems offensively and also defensively. And typically, when, when you're winning, winning is contagious, but also losing is contagious also. And I think they're in that losing bug right now. So, flag on the play.
0: We'll have to see what happens tonight on Monday Night Football. All right, next up. Eric Reed, that play on Ben Roethlisberger and the call that happened, that ensued after. What are your thoughts on that?
1: I say it's a flag on the play because if it was, if that would happen to Cam Newton, I would be just as upset. Um, Did Eric Reed mean it? No, because he dapped up um, Ben Roethlisberger afterwards. I get it, but the rules state as he's going for a slide, he has protection and you can't hit the quarterback. And so you have to figure a way to not hit him. And now, is it intentional? No, I don't think it's intentional. I think he's just being a football player. But I'm gonna have to call a flag on the play because I would call it if it happened to my
0: quarterback. I'm sure he'll learn from that, and I was glad to see that he. Oh, he, he Went up, up to Ben, and they yeah, were all he, no he, bad blood. Yeah, he
1: dapped him up, uh, and and that's what Eric Reed is. Eric Reed. I mean, he he knew it, and he accepted his punishment uh, like a man, and and went off. But before he left the field, he dapped him up, said, "Hey, man, my bad," because he he knew it. So once again, flag on the play.
0: All right, next up, I just showed you this. The little kids on ice, they had the little balance things. They're learning hockey. They're starting to duke it out, (laughs) teaching them young, flagging the plate, teaching them that aggressiveness early. Uh,
1: No, not at all. I think it's actually funny because that's that's the sort of contention you want. Don't forget, that is sanctioned by the National Hockey League that to throw down and have a fight, that's part of the deal. People come to see that. But that is hilarious because they were padded up and protected, and they had a little alpha male thing going on that most guys are trying to figure out. They were figuring out at an age of two. We're going to see him in the <laughs> NHL. Yes, you will. For sure. I like that.
0: Next up, daylight savings ending. Uh-huh. It Flag on the play to you or no? Because I hate it. It's like 7 o'clock. I think it's midnight. I'm out for the count at like 530.
1: I'm you. Flag on the play. Flag. I'm like, I, the, the time, you're messing me up it's just it just it just messes me up it does and i'm like sitting there going like this well i'm getting up early then my dog is messed up too so i'm like dude would you stop waking me up i got more time but you know we in this little crazy system they need to figure out something a little bit better like arizona has the same time is the same time zone the entire time i just found that out yeah the entire time
0: i I can't why can't we do that exactly and then last up this is my favorite one there was a little kid league soccer game going on. A kid shoots the ball. The dad is standing by his son, who is the goalie, and shoves him to the ground to stop the goal, which he does.
1: <laughs> Flag on the play? Uh, uh, no, I think it's cute. I think it's absolutely funny. And that dad, well, that kid is learning how to dive. They're going to get a ball. He just needed a little assistance and help with that. Now, yeah, you don't want dads with the game. I get it. And people are going, man, he can't do that. I think that's a great Dead moment. Now, his wife may not be thinking of the same thing. She might be a little bit upset.
0: Yeah, you never know with the wife. Yeah. I personally found it hilarious. but that wraps I up. Think it was hilarious. That wraps up our flag in the play. Indeed. Favorite segment. Always fun to have I like that one. have your opinions. All right, next up, another game on the road. We're yes. heading to Detroit facing the Lions. Another team that likes to throw the ball with Stafford, which we showed some some gaps in our secondary this past game. But like we said, we're throwing it out. What do you what are you anticipating from the Detroit Lions team?
1: Detroit Lions. Uh, let me go back to the Chicago game. Chicago played uh, Detroit this past a uh, week and um, beat them thirty
0: four twenty two.
1: And and Trubisky had three hundred and fifty five yards, four touchdowns. He was maybe twenty five for thirty one. He was outstanding. It the the Detroit Lions when they played man to man, they were. Woefully beat in man to man coverage, that it was almost like playing catch with a toddler, the way Trubisky was throwing the ball. And then when they play zone, uh, the zone drops of the Detroit Lions. Typically, when you drop in a zone, you have to look up the receiver in the zone. So you don't just drop the zone because they can always stop, stop running, just sit down in the zone. You find your zone and then you find a receiver and you go to them. Well, they weren't doing that. They were dropping in a zone, keeping the eyes on the quarterback. And the receivers were going behind them, in front of them, making plays all day long. And all you have to do as a quarterback is just to put the ball out there. You're going to go ahead and you're going to score against that defensive of uh, linebackers and the secondary. So I think moving forward, I just see this as a game that Taylor made for Cam Newton. Um, his ability to throw the ball, he's 68% percentage of completion right now. I think he's going to um, throw the ball extremely well, and I think he's going to find those same gaps in that secondary. And if he does, you better watch out, because he's able to put 40-something points on you.
0: I'm excited to watch him. The Panthers have definitely already put this behind them. You can see it on social media. Cam's posting pictures of him smiling. He's like, we're back. We're good. Everything's fine. What do you have to say to the fans going into this week?
1: I, I think the, the fans, like for, for those fans who are a little bit maybe fickle and then jumped off the bandwagon, and go, oh, what's going on with the Panthers and think that everything is wrong, I, I don't see that. I, I, this is a long season, and it's, it is not a sprint, it's a marathon. It really is. And so we're in part of the marathon. We had a little setback, but I don't think it's something that we lose our lunch over and we go crazy over. For our fans who are, realize that the Carolina Panthers are who they are, that is true. They are a very good team, offensively and defensively. So know that going in. And they are a very well-coached team, offensively, defensively, and special teams. Know that going in. And as, as we're moving forward, you're going to see that. Um, I would expect that this the last couple of weeks in November, I, ex, I would expect that they'll wrap up beating Detroit and Seattle. Now, I, I know I, play, I work for the team, and I'm a homer. But when I look at what we do offensively and defensively, I think we tailor-made to match up against both these two teams that are coming in.
0: And if they're too concerned, they can just re-listen to our previous episodes of the Pow Wow and what we said earlier. We're going to keep pounding. We're all oh, good.
1: absolutely. And here's the great thing about football. You get another chance to go ahead and showcase what you can do. And what the Panthers have to showcase is outstanding. Watch out, Detroit.
0: All right, that game is Sunday at 1 p.m. against the Detroit Lions. Thanks for sticking with us with the Pow wow. We'll be back next Monday, hopefully talking about another win.
1: All right, sounds good.